a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can a telco do on Snapchat? That'll be the topic of our podcast today. I'm your host once again, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Ashley Etter uh, with the West Central Telephone Association. She's an intern there. She just gave a presentation here at the MTA Marketing Peer Group. Uh, Ashley, I enjoyed the presentation. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, what the presentation was about was uh, about uh, Snapchat for business, which I think is a cool topic that a lot of folks are, uh, are into. Um, uh, at least it's something I hear brought up a lot. So if you can just give a brief kind of overview for folks completely unfamiliar with Snapchat, how do you kind of describe it to people who have never heard of it before? Right. Um, Snapchat is an app that is used by um, people and you send pictures, you can send videos to people instantly. Um, it's a very unique platform because the content is kind of unedited, it's authentic, unlike with Facebook and Instagram where you're more polished and more refined and more, um, more well thought out. Whereas on Snapchat, you can be more, um, on the fly about it and businesses can use this to engage younger audiences, especially. And, um, it's kind of the... You kind of get to know the business a little bit better, the character of the people working for the business when they're using Snapchat versus other apps. Um, Sure. And I think we'll we'll talk about that, how that can really be some of the strengths of uh, what people are doing there. Just as a note to the listeners, we are recording this live at the um, MTA uh, Marketing Conference Peer Group uh, up here in Minneapolis. We're at the Hilton, and uh, there's a little smooth jazz in the background. So it's not background noise, it's ambiance, as we've said <laughs> before. So, uh, But Ashley, let's get back into it. So there, I like the way you broke the presentation down. You started off talking about big business, and we won't spend too much time on that because I know most of the folks listening are, are, don't fall into that category. Um, but then you broke it down and talked about small businesses too. So real quick, let's just touch on those big businesses and how you, what, what are some of the brands? I guess let's, let's do that. What are some of the examples you think of, of big brands doing it well on Snapchat? Um, well, I use three different companies in my presentation. I talked about Taco Bell, NASA, and General Electric. And what I really like about Taco Bell is they're, well, they're considered the forefront of using Snapchat. Um, they really utilize emojis. They're, they really engaged with the their reputation in a sense. So, you know, Taco Bell is younger people, you know, maybe college students. Um, so they really utilize the emoji. They're, they're really up to date about that type of thing. And then NASA, I really like because they really utilize the behind the scenes factor where they'll um, videotape their employees at the International Space Station or behind the scenes at NASA or they'll, they'll interview their employees about different projects they're working on. That's really cool because you wouldn't normally get to, you know, access that type of information in that kind of way. And I also like General Electric because they do something similar, but they did a campaign where they, um, you sent an emoji to them and they would send you some signs to use their words. So if you sent, I think it was a battery emoji to them, they would send you a video of Bill Nye doing an experiment, which is a really cool way to get people engaged in science and interested in what General Electric is doing. Right. Yeah. 
So, uh, and some of those filters, uh, you know, you showed the picture there was the, it was a, the taco lens or taco filter over the, um, the, the person. And, and I think you said that a lot of those are, uh, you know, a hundred thousand or plus for a lot of those. So we, we won't spend too much time on those. Cause I think that's outside of the budget of most folks, um, most of the companies involved, um, you know, listening, but let's talk a little bit. Um, cause there are a lot of things, uh, creative things, fun things that a company that doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars to blow on a taco filter, uh, can do. So what, what are some of the, the cool things you've seen done by smaller companies? Right. Um, well, it's kind of difficult to gauge what smaller companies are doing on Snapchat, if I'm honest. Um, local businesses use it to a small extent, but usually I, I try to model my posts off of posts by bigger businesses. But personally with West Central, I utilize my story all, all the time. That's the main tool I use. It's free. It's really fun. You can be creative. Um, I'll literally just take a picture of the trees outside and I'll say, thanks for choosing West Central or something like that. Or I'll, sometimes I'll do promotional posts where I'll say, you know, we're, we're having this deal right now. And it's, it's a really great way to get, raise awareness. And, um, yeah, I just think that small businesses can really use it, um, in that way. Certainly. So uh, a lot of the interaction that you're seeing here. So, uh, you know, there are the way to do those those filters. Like, and you talked about those. We certainly get into those. And then there's kind of the one to one on one interaction. But let's talk about the, the filters first. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't have the hundred thousand dollars to do on the taco, um, you've got the some of the, the on demand filters and, and the geographic things that were much more. Um, I don't want to say reasonable, but basically reasonable budget right. for a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are some of the details on, on some of those uh, less expensive filters? Right. So like you said... Is, is filters even the right word? Because I am not a, yeah, a Snapchat filters, expert. Yeah, lens. It's kind of the same type of thing. Okay. Um, right. The on-demand filters are uh, start at $5 over, I believe it's 20,000 square feet. So it's relatively cheap. Um, it's definitely something that is feasible. I mean, West Central could easily do that. We could easily make our own filter and use it and any other business could. Um, those are hourly too, a lot of those, right? So you have like one hour to six hours, whatever it is. So you could do it for say an annual meeting or a customer appreciation day, something like that. It'd be temporary in one location and then disappear. Right. Absolutely. You can definitely do that. And that's a really great idea. Um, as for community geo filters, those are free, but businesses cannot use them for promotional purposes. So really businesses don't utilize those. Those are more for, you know, parks, cities, whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, the on-demand geo filters are something that b- small businesses can definitely utilize. However, I haven't personally started doing that for West Central yet, but I definitely plan on doing it. Sure. Now, one of the other things that, that you can do on there that you were showing us, uh, I particularly like the Olympic example, so maybe you can uh, talk about that, but, but how else are you interacting with folks on, uh, on Snapchat? Right. Um, well, you, it's a good thing you brought up that Olympic thing, because when you're telling a story with your snaps, it kind of, it forces your customers to kind of engage more deeply with the content you're posting. So, while I might not send a direct chat or a direct snap to any of the customers, I'll, when they st- are reading the story, they can kind of get a better sense of what I'm trying to convey to them. So like the Olympic uh, post, it was, I said, you know, the Pyeongchang Olympics are coming up soon in the first post. And then in three other posts, I 
um, I told the customers where they could find the Olympics. So I listed, you know, TV channels, the Olympic sports app, and then the Olympics, Olympics channel. So well, when I did it over a few posts, they were able to see it as a story and it kind of made them engage a little bit more than they usually would. Sure, because those will be displayed chronologically yeah. so you know what order they'll see them in. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Great. Uh, so just as a kind of a basic thing, so folks, mm-hmm. when they're thinking about Snapchat, they have the filters is one way, which lets people kind of create their own snaps or their own stories. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this, the individual messaging that you can do with mm-hmm. snaps, but then you've also got the stories, which is where most of the action would be for a business, right, is that yes. story. Yeah, correct. So have you have you done very much on there um, with video, or is there an ability to go live or anything like that on, on Snapchat? Well, with Snapchat, the content is filmed so quickly it almost is live in a way because it's almost instantly in someone's feed. Um, we haven't done anything with video yet, but I know that we're planning on getting some of our techs to film some of their projects and posting it onto Snapchat because I think that people really enjoy seeing how the process occurs because you don't really think about how things are installed or, you know, all that, all the logistics of it. So I think it'd be a really good thing to do. Two last questions for you here. So, um, as you're going through, um, tell us what your, your most popular, um, post has been. Was it the Olympics or was there another one that you feel like has been your most, your most popular, um, uh, part of your story that you put out on Snapchat? Um, it actually wasn't the Olympics one, which I was surprised because I loved that one. I thought it was really fun, but it was actually one I did. And I said, suffering from buffering, which I think is a genius phrase. Right. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, and then I did, I kind of listed a deal we were having at the time and that saw more engagement than anything. And I was actually kind of surprised, but the thing is, I think just the way I laid out the post and, you know, the suffering from buffering was kind of a, something that caught their attention and yeah. So one of the things that you said, um, as we wrap up here, one of the things that you said, uh, was that to really be engaging with folks, you need to be fluent in emoji, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is important. It's, it's a cool term that I never would have thought would be in a, um, you know, a, a corporate conference just a few years ago. Yeah. But, um, is there a way that, cause if folks are a little worried, you never know if you post, um, you know, an emoji, it doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, is there a resource or is there anywhere that you would really point people to say, if you want to get fluent in emoji, this is what you need to do? Right. Um, that's an interesting question. I think the best way, especially when you're doing Snapchat, is to um, follow other bigger businesses and see what they're doing. How are they utilizing um, emojis? Because I would have never thought to use an emoji really for our business. I mean, you have the computer emoji, the t- TV emoji, the cell phone emoji, but other than that, you don't. it's hard to know what to use. But looking at NASA and General Electric and Taco Bell, you can kind of get a feel for what is appropriate and what's not. So I would recommend looking at what other businesses are doing for sure. Perfect. One last question. Is there any advice or anything that you have learned that you would tell folks who aren't on Snapchat yet, who are thinking about bringing their telco or their electric, you know, whoever it is, uh, they're thinking about getting their business on to Snapchat, any advice that you would give them, um, you know, that, that you've picked up along the way? Yeah, I would like to say, first of all, that while I do believe that Snapchat is a wonderful tool and it's definitely the way of the future, I understand when people would think that it's not necessarily appropriate for their business. So in telco, it's probably difficult to really 
use it as a serious tool. So with West Central, it's kind of an experiment that we're doing, and we're kind of seeing if it's going to work out in the long term or not. But um, I definitely think that people should embrace it, and I think that you should go into it with an open mind and kind of branch out. Um, the awesome thing about my story is you can post private stories. So if you're experimenting, you can put it on a setting where only select people are going to see it and it's not going to be like you're broadcasting to the general public and you know it's something that you don't necessarily want them to see so but yeah I would definitely recommend telco companies branching out and embracing it and seeing how it works for them I think that's good advice. That's good advice on, on a lot of different social media platforms, especially on this. Well, Ashley, I appreciate your time. I think you're the, the youngest person we've ever had on a podcast. You're 16, 17, 18, <laughs> 18 years old. Okay, so a high school intern. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a very impressive presentation, very impressive person, and I have appreciated uh, you taking the time to, to talk with me here. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you very much. So I'm Andy Johns. She is Ashley Etter with the West Central Telephone Association. We are here at the Minnesota uh, Telecom Alliance Marketing Peer Group in Minneapolis. And it's about 15 degrees outside, so I'm a little bit out of my element. I'll be headed back to Tennessee soon. But until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company. 